I cruise a lot and I always sail with travel insurance. You should too. Get a free quote today at tripinsurance.com. Here we go. Broadcasting from the tripinsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida, this is Cruise Radio. Brad just returned from a five-night cruise on Norwegian Joy out of Port Miami, and he joins us on the line. Hey, Brad. Hey, Doug. How you doing? Good, man. Thanks for coming on. We're going to talk all about Norwegian Joy here in just a couple of moments. But before we do, as we always do, we're going to take a couple of steps back. Give me some pre-cruise thoughts. What made you want to take this sailing on Joy? Well, it was my first cruise post-pandemic, so I was so fired up. Big fan of Norwegian. Do a lot of solo cruising and and had my eye on this five-day one, thinking about it as, okay, not a full seven-day one. Get me my foot in the water a bit back into cruising. Family in South Florida, so I'd love that easy getting on the point and getting out cruising. Love Norwegian, never been on the joy and uh, knew there was some entertainment I'd never been exposed to there. So just couldn't wait to get back and going. Very cool. And you said you had family down there in uh, South Florida. So did you do any pre-cruise time down there? You know, this was the first time I actually stayed because I actually flew from Italy, stayed overnight in Miami, very close to the port, uh, found a pretty decent price for, for that area about 150, stayed really close to the port so I could just collapse after the long flight. Um, I really was just hanging out in that area. Didn't go doing yeah. anything in Miami, really, and just uh, resting up for the for the big trip the next day. Nice. So you make your way over to Port Miami, the new terminal there. You go to Embark Norwegian Joy. How was the embarkation process um, boarding Joy in this startup environment? Well, first of all, I was just, what a spectacular new terminal there for Norwegian. That was just, just an amazing, beautiful structure. I was also blown away by just how organized Norwegian was in terms of the COVID tests. When I walked in, I, that was my first picture of my trip was just, there must have been 100, 150 people in there who were, were at different tables set up all around the room, and maybe only about a quarter or a third of them at a time actually engaged in doing testing. Mm-hmm. So, so quickly, they went to, for me to get my COVID test, sit, wait for the, the text message that uh, I was cleared and then uh, go to the waiting room to get on the ship. That part was was amazing, so fast. What I learned this time around, this was a last-minute purchase for me. We're, we're talking two and a half days before the cruise, oh. I decided to, to book it and go. And because of that, I couldn't check in online. And that's my one of my biggest takeaways from this cruise is that, boy, buy it sooner and check it online whenever possible because mm-hmm. that probably – added a lot of delays in terms of, well, we don't know where your room is. Oh, you need to go to this person next instead of that person. And it added a lot of time and a little bit of frustration in the, in the boarding process, but otherwise uh, real smooth. Yeah. They have to pull the manifest out and then, they, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a hot mess when you don't have your uh, online check-in done. That's, that's for sure. How long did it take to get from curb to ship? For me, curb to ship, including the, the COVID testing, I would say an hour just because of the fact that I got there, boy, right at my, my travel agent told me, hey, you couldn't check in. You need a COVID test on top of that. Go there at nine. Mm-hmm. And so I was one of the you know, some of the first groups on the ship. Actually, it was probably, probably about 1045. So it, that's an exaggerated amount of time. But just because I got there so sure. early and then I was waiting there in the waiting room for about 45 minutes for them to clear the ship. Gotcha. All right. So you make your way on board Norwegian Joy. You said it was your first time sailing on this ship. So what were your first impressions? Well, I was a big fan of the Bliss and I knew it was going to be a, a lot similar to the Bliss. And so it, it brought me back to, to that cruise that I did on the Bliss when the Bliss came out. And so already a huge fan right away. Um, felt like going to a very familiar spot. Um, 
could tell right away too that it was clearly going to be as I had imagined at uh, reduced capacity. And I think it was about at 40% from what people were talking about during the time there, but just in incredible shape, beautiful ship. As you can imagine, I think I've heard it before. Everyone's just so happy talking from the from the passengers to the crew to the staff that it just it was uh, just a, a great feeling on board. I was a little nervous because it was the first cruise after Norwegian said, "Okay, passengers, everyone on board is going to have to be wearing a mask if you're not actively eating or drinking on ship." So I was curious to see what the atmosphere would be, but really it didn't affect really anything at all. It just was. Great impression, and it was. I was so excited to be back on board. Were they enforcing that pretty strong? You know, the enforcement was in the the mode of announcements. Mm-hmm. So you would see sometimes the announcements would come up more frequently if if there was a spot where people were not wearing masks. But I never saw anyone directly confronted with, "Hey, can you put your mask on, please?" But yeah. um, I would say, you know, I think people took the approach in terms of. Everyone, I got on board, everyone had their mask on. I think they wanted to see how things would go. Mm-hmm. And I think as the cruise went on, you saw sort of fewer and fewer Avedon. I mean, it, in the places where uh, I, I remember looking behind myself at the sort of the, the, the first event in the theater and then looking behind myself at one of the last events in the theater. And it was a, I say a marked difference. But again, yeah. the theater is a place, too, that people often are ordering drinks. Sure. Too, so, yeah, um, fair enough. Um, yeah. Let's talk about your stateroom. What kind of stateroom did you book for this five-night cruise? And what did you think of it? I ended up going with uh, an inside cabin. I uh, I was watching the prices. Another reason why I booked it so late. I always like if I'm gonna go late, I know I'm gonna go. I keep watching the prices till it gets later and later, and seeing if there's any sort of change. And there really wasn't too much of a price difference between balcony and inside cabin. So I decided to go inside cabin. I'm a type of guy that gets I get 20, 25,000 steps a day on a cruise. I'm just I'm always moving, always mm-hmm. going around. So I wasn't gonna spend much time in the cabin. I did go to the desk on the first day and say, hey, I got an inside cabin. I saw that balconies were maybe only about $300 more. Could I pay to upgrade? And they said, at this point, it'll cost $100 a night to upgrade to the balcony. So I said, I'll just stay in the inside. Um, it was plenty for me. It felt spacious for what I was there for. Everything was in great working water. Nice USB chargers right there above the bed. Everything worked great and had a great steward. So no complaints. Yeah, that's interesting that they wouldn't uh, upgrade you for the price you saw online or even cheaper just to make that extra money and get you in a room that wasn't being used. Yeah, I was a little surprised, but, uh, it wasn't that it wasn't so important to me, but uh, I think next, next cruise, I think I'll just go to the balcony. If it's that uh, just a couple hundred euro more. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Let's talk about dining on this five night cruise. And of course we'll start up at the buffet area. How is the buffet on Norwegian with the, um, like with the new mask protocols on the ship, is there new buffet protocols as well? I didn't see anything different in the buffet than pre-COVID at all, apart from the, the masks of uh, of the passengers. I will add, too, that every staff member on board has a mask on the entire time. And I asked them, is this because of the new changes for us? They said, no, we've, we've had it on the entire time. But buffet-wise, uh, besides that, that they all have masks, absolutely no change. All the, the tongs, the serving, you did it on your own. Everything was in the same spot. Um, all the same number of options. So didn't see any changes. Big fan of the buffet and uh, still am. Yeah, I was going to ask, uh, how was the food up there? I live in Italy. So I, I, the ability for me to get a lot of different types of exotic foods where I live in the world is often a bit cramped. So I love going to, to the Indian stations and the Asian stations and spent a lot of time at the buffet in those areas. But everything everything was just still top-notch, pizza top-notch. 
all the stations that you're, if you're used to, it's our Norwegian cruise with, with again, the hyper hot dog station, the, the incredible salad station, the desserts everywhere. I felt like I was, just, it was back 2019. Yeah. And Norwegian Joy has those, um, I guess we'll call them three mini or main dining rooms, savor, taste, another big one. Um, did you dine in there at all? And what did you think? I did do taste one night. I have enjoyed that option uh, as a part of the inclusive part of uh, not having to pay more for any of the dining. I did go one of those nights and it was it was great. Um, enjoyed the food then. I went really early because uh, I wanted to hit all the entertainment that night. And uh, I, I'm I'm constantly surprised by the variety in the menus at, at those sit down but not pay for options. So I enjoyed that, but I knew it was only a five night cruise. So I wanted to get some variety in my dining too. So I just spent there one night. Yeah, for sure. Uh, did you do any specialty dining? I did the, the Norwegian free at sea option where I had, I choose two of the four options available to me to upgrade. And I chose one specialty dining and then the $50 shore excursion credit in each port. And for my specialty dining, my first night I went to Cagney's love the steakhouse. Um, mm-hmm. Love all the different sides they got. Love all the sauces they had. I had heard that maybe things were going to be different in Cagnes in terms of, well, you have to pay for more sauces or more sides. But I think, I don't know how it was for other people, but for me, you can have as many sauces as you want. You can have mm-hmm. as many sides as you want. I just, I was rolling out of that place. So just a great, uh, great, great experience. I did go to Q's too. I, even though I didn't have specialty dining, I'm a big barbecue fan like you and, and had to go to Q's. Yeah. And uh, yeah. just really enjoyed the sort of just like a big, big old $25 plate of a little bit of everything and uh, really enjoyed going back there and having some great barbecue. Did you get the banana pudding there is the question? You know, I, w- I was down to between the banana pudding and the brownie. And uh-huh. again, something you can't <laughs> ever get in Italy that I love are brownies, those warm brownies yeah. in the skillet with a melting ice cream on yeah. top. And so I, I had to go brownie. Yeah, I hear you. Where in Italy do you live? In Florence. Okay, nice. So you're like about, what, 45 minutes to the cruise port there? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, very cool. All right, let's talk about entertainment on this five-night cruise. What do you think of it? I'm just such a huge fan of, of Norwegian entertainment. So they had their their main show was Footloose Musical, and they had that right away. I think either the first or the second night. And uh, just amazingly talented. I'm just always blown away by the talent on board Norwegian. Love Footloose. And they had a variety of things that I've been used to on another ship. I forget which ship, but in the sense that they had the husband-wife magician team, the husband-wife acrobats, and then combine that at the end with the show Elements that has both uh, the dancers and singers from Footloose and then those two couples in this uh, grand show at the end that puts together the, the four elements of the world, yeah. water, fire, air, wind, and just, and that was a real spectacular way to end the cruise. It was the last night, um, and I had to go back and see that again. It was just, it just blew me away. How about music uh, around this ship? Like, uh, do they have the Cavern Club on there? They do, they do, and they had the the Beatles uh, cover band in, in Cavern, and mm-hmm. I was, I'd seen another Beatles cover band on another Norwegian cruise and I remember how popular it was. They had it in the theater. They had a couple in the theater and a couple in Cavern. And so I knew Cavern was going to be jam-packed. So I got there 45 minutes early. And there was no one there until about 20 minutes before. But that that was such a huge highlight for me. They were they were they blew me away, the, the Beatles cover band. Uh, but really, part of what I just enjoy so much about cruising, and especially here, uh, my first cruise after the beginning of the pandemic, but the, the variety of live music on board with there was a country music band in queue 
There was uh, obviously the usual Norwegian, two different pianos going on at different times. And then uh, a, a great rock cover band, uh, Guns and Rojas, and just uh, <laughs> had a great time trying all those out. Nice. Did you uh, get to eat at, what was it, the local down there, right, right around the atrium kind of-ish? You know, I've always I've always enjoyed going to to the local, you know, maybe a late night, you know, to get a little extra snacks. And I made a point to go this time because hearing your reviews of those chicken wings and yeah. spot on, that was uh, <laughs> a great choice. It was, it was that the last night, you know, where everyone's trying to stretch out the, the, the most from their vacation. And I, I had uh, I had some of those wings and that was, uh, yeah, you see me in the right place. Yeah, for sure. How about uh, you said you're at like around 40% capacity on this five night cruise. So how were the sea days for you? See, those were nice. Yeah. Again, it didn't, you never felt like uh, I was very curious how it would feel. 40% two sea days. Uh, never felt like crowded in any of the locations there on the sea days. Uh, even I went upstairs a few times, walked around a lot on uh, the open deck. And uh, obviously, as as we know, that uh, the, the top area of that ship has got a lot more seating mm-hmm. since it was you know, originally for the, the Asian market and had smaller pools and more seating out there. And so never felt crowded never felt you could always find a chair if you wanted to um and it did feel like you know maybe about half of everything was full up there too gotcha did you do any uh laser tag or go-karts you know after listening uh, to your reviews i was really really interested in in doing uh, the laser tag i had done the go-karts on the bliss and i thought you know what it looks the track looks pretty similar i won't do it again this time but my mom is uh curious about doing a Norwegian joy trip, maybe in the new year. So I thought, I'll, I'll save the laser tag because I think she actually might be interested to do it. So I don't want to have uh, oh the same old story when I do it with her. Yeah. So I'm going to save it for that trip. Yeah, it's pretty fun. You could, uh, People get really into it, too. It's really nice up there. Uh, how about the, um, the Ports of Call? You did, what was it, Costa Maya and their private destination around Belize, uh, Great Harvest Key, I believe? Yeah, that's right. The, the first one was uh, was Harvest Key and in general, I sometimes are are a bit oh gosh, uh, the the cruise ships private island where what kind of excursions will be available to me or that kind of thing. But this it was really nice in this sort of climate too, to be able to just walk off the ship onto this sort of private island. Lots of water sports out there, tons of room to walk around, lots of dining options, swim up bar. Uh, so it was that was really nice. I did chicken out a little bit of my of my excursion credit there and did not do the zip line. It was on my list mm-hmm. and and then. Uh, I, did, I don't think I had enough liquid courage to, to get me on the Superman <laughs> zip line this time, but uh, it'll be a regret for sure. So I hope to get back there. I'll, I'll try to I'm, – I'm putting it out there now so I can have a little bit of accountability on myself. To, there you to, go. To, you can always take mom on it too, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. She'll, she'll be, she could be the cameraman at least since yeah. you can't bring your phone on, on the zip line. Hey, with um, at Harvest, do you, the does the drink package that you have on the ship, does that carry over onto the island? It does not. Neither the, the – there's no food or uh, drink options that – that are included in the uh, in okay. harvest key. Gotcha. So if you had the package, you would still be doing it a la carte once you step foot on the land on the That's Island. Right. Okay. Gotcha. And then uh, you went over to Costa Maya. How was that? And then Costa Maya, I, I, it was interesting because I was curious, just, I remember I'd been there years ago and I remember there, it was, uh, there's a lot of busyness going on there at the port in terms of you getting out on an excursion. I did a, a beach escape. I had a tough time deciding because I had the, had the excursion credit. And uh, wanted to do something, so I'm doing the beach escape again. It's just a spectacular beach there at uh, at Costa Maya, the main one that sort of everyone is sort of funneled to. It was it was very busy that day. There were four uh, big ships: another Norwegian ship, uh, a Carnival ship, and a celebrity ship were all in Costa Maya that day, and it was wow. very busy there. It got a little bit better 
a little bit less crowded, a little more relaxed after 12 or 1. Our on-ship time was 5.30. So I really enjoyed the afternoon because then it was much easier to find a chair near near the beach. Um, it was a lot less panicked around the bars and getting drinks. So I really enjoyed the second half of the day a bit more than the first. That's pretty wild. There's just some pretty big ships to be there at the same time. Yeah. it's Luckily, they did stagger the the interest of departure but yeah. boy for about a, a three-hour period there when you started off it was it Jumping. was a very very busy port yeah interesting hey on board the ship did you get to hang out in the uh virtual reality area i walked around in there i did uh, i really enjoy seeing sort of every nook and cranny of the ship and actually i was very tempted to do the virtual reality thing and i think i just ran out of time in that last sea day but it's it's the space itself blew me away i mean i sort of expected in that area of the ship for norwegian you know a, an arcade and maybe some other stuff, but there, there was a not only the full arcade, but all the options they had for virtual reality were were just through the roof. It was unbelievable. I'm, that's really going to be my list for the next time to try it out. Yeah, now correct me if I'm wrong here, but in the casino on Norwegian on the newer Norwegian ships, it's they're non-smoking, but there is a smoking enclosed room. Is that correct? You know. I went looking for that. I could not find it on this ship, okay. and I, I I didn't ask anyone, so it certainly could be possible. But I'm, I'm one of those people that by by the end of the first day, I uh, I think I've found every little corner of the ship that uh, will have something or will have people in it. But uh, I just didn't find it. it. Doesn't mean it's not there. But uh, sure. even if it was close, I could not. I didn't smell any smoke. Gotcha. For a second, the entire cruise. How was the uh, as far as like um, all the dining venues and everything were were they all operating at a hundred percent? Like, was the whole buffet area open and all the venues you walk by were they actually open? Yeah, every single one of them was open. Buffet completely full. I remembered it exactly as uh, as it was pre pre pandemic, and every single specialty restaurant. Uh, was open business and, and ready. And there was always people there every night, uh, but it, it felt nice. It really did feel relaxed and you could really choose your area of the restaurant for you. Uh, I chose to be outside for Cagney's just cause I, uh, I, I chose the early five thirty so I could see the sunset too, mm-hmm. but everyone's open. Seems like all, all tables are set, ready to go. And so I think the one thing I did notice, obviously because of the reduced capacity, Usually I'm, I'm used to on those touch screens, reserving the restaurants and seeing those colors of green. It's very open for a reservation, yellow and then red. You can't do it. I mean, it was, uh, it was a lot of green, a little bit of yellow, but uh, really only Tepignaki had the, the red a lot for the uh, hibachi restaurants. So otherwise you could choose the time you wanted to. Yeah, that's pretty rare. Normally that's uh, yellow and red across the board on those Norwegian ships. Because you sailed solo, did you get any like waiving the single supplement fee or did you have to pay double occupancy? I had to pay 50% more. Okay. Yeah. It's it was, a little break. It was, yeah. And the prices were low anyway. So it was, it felt, even though since that's one of the ships that doesn't have the studios, I was curious about the prices, but it was, it was still pretty darn good. Gotcha. So you make your way back to Port Miami. How was debarkation? You know, this is the first time when I saw the times for for getting off, I was amazed just how 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 early they were. And, if, and in fact, when I woke up at at uh, a little bit before six, we were already in port. Things started about seven fifteen. This was actually the first time that I've met, I didn't do self assist because I I traveled from Italy, so I did have a big bag for my longer stay here. I usually just bring something small that I can carry with me and get on and get off. So this was the first time I actually had to. Uh, Use the color, and I wanted to stay on as long as I could too. So I stayed on to about nine fifteen, and uh, it was. It took a little while. It took a little while to get off. I think because of I, my the time that I chose to was a little bit in the middle of everyone else trying to get off. There was a a bit of a backup, but again, I'm 
probably comparing it to all my times doing self-assist and getting off real fast. But really from the time I, I started my departure to, to touching foot back in Miami, it was probably 20 minutes. You have any tips to offer anyone who may be sailing Norwegian Joy? There are so many areas of it that I get a sense people don't explore if they're if they're not really on a mission to see like what's the what's on this floor what's on this floor stuff like the live music at q the 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 country band in q is spectacular but i think people just you know you don't hear the music it's stuck there in a corner in the back the same thing with that observation deck and i've heard you and uh, and your other guests talk about that just spectacular observation deck that really is at five to ten percent capacity on on my cruise and on the other times, it's been really underused. So I would tell people in that first day to do as much exploring as you can to, to look around. And I think you'd be surprised with stuff that uh, you might you might find would be your favorite areas of the ship that you didn't even think of. Are people still going nuts on the Starbucks on there? Like, uh, when I sailed Joy over in, um, I think it was out of Seattle or Vancouver a couple of years ago, people like you'd wake up in the morning and there was just a super long line at the Starbucks. I remember that uh, a couple years ago too. They had, they've got the two. I don't remember there being two last time I was on Norwegian. There's the one right there in the atrium, off the atrium. Now there's one in the observation deck too. And uh, so they would often say, you know, if the line is long, go up there. But I think with the roost capacity, I never saw more than four or five people in line for for the Starbucks. But I think what more people are doing too. This is the first time I remembered there's a Starbucks coffee machine in the buffet. Mm-hmm. And for $2.45, you get yourself a big cup of, of, of Starbucks coffee there in, in 10 seconds. Yeah. And I, I heard one of the staffers saying, yeah, I think you'll see, I think you'll see a difference in the coffee. And uh, I'm notoriously tight with my money spending on, on board. But boy, that was, uh, that was my daily go-to. That was great. Nice. Very cool. Well, looking back on this trip, what was the biggest highlight for you? You know, there's a wonderful energy of we're back. There was on that cruise ship. And I would imagine there's a... A similar one on all the other cruise ships, but the stuff that just for me that I miss personally were was the huge highlights: the live music everywhere, the chance to see these high-end, talented productions. I just missed live music so much. But I, you know, if you got to point me on one to be the Beatles, sit in front row with the, the Beatles cover band, and they are just amazing. I went on their Instagram; they're called Beatles Story. I went mm-hmm. on their Instagram; and they played in front of like five thousand people in Italy, and they, they deserve it. There were hundred of us there in the cavern who were who were dumping it on a rocking, but that was a really magical moment. How good of a job do you think Norwegian Cruise Line is doing uh, when it comes to protecting their guests? I felt good. One of the reasons, too, I stuck with Norwegian, the whole everyone needs to be vaccinated to get on board, the whole doing tests before getting on board. You know, I don't mind at all that they they, they put on their hair. Everyone's got to wear, wear masks inside uh, if you're not actively eating or drinking. The fact that I saw every single staff member with a with a mask, and that you, there was not a single staff member there that sort of had it, you know, hanging low or under their nose, that kind of thing. So it just it just contributes to the to the to the feeling of boy, this 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 feels great. You know, I think the really the only places on board that I felt boy, this is this is really crowded were the comedy events. There were there were a couple of late night comedy events that were really active. And if you're if you're oh my gosh, I don't want to be in a, a small cramped pack room. That's maybe that's one to avoid, but that was just a, a very rare event. So I feel wonderfully taken taken care of by Norwegian, and another reason another reason I'm I'm sure I'll be on one again in January. Yeah, and you know I think we can all agree that the masks overall the masks suck. I mean, especially probably on your nine hour flight from Italy oh, to Miami. Yep. I'm, I'm sure that sucked too. But it's like if wearing a mask is gonna allow me to be able to cruise, I'm gonna put it on when I have to. 
because I want to be on a damn ship, right? So <laughs> that's right. if that's yeah, it's such a tiny price to pay to to get yeah. on board. I was it was yeah yeah. No so in closing here, what's your final thoughts of Norwegian Joy? Norwegian, just I'm so glad the their their level of service and standard is is again because because this was a new ship to me. I, I was curious just how things would go, and but again, their standards are so wonderfully common throughout. Uh, Joy's a, a huge ship, lots of different areas to go. It's a wonderful time to, to be cruising. Um, Joy's really got it all. I, I felt, I love the bliss. And, uh, again, I'm sure I'll be back on the joy soon. So if, you know, all the options of, of, of live music and dining and, and, uh, space are, are for you, it's, it's, it's a, a great way to go. Five days was, was really nice too. I, I, I like that as a nice middle ground too. If you're not up for a full week and maybe you don't want the three day party package that sometimes the real short cruises are mm-hmm. nice five day was a nice middle ground. Yeah, for sure. We've been talking with Brad about his five night cruise on Norwegian joy over to the Western Caribbean. Brad, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your experience, my friend. Thanks a lot, Doug. Thanks for all you do. It's been a pleasure. A big question we get at cruise radio is how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker for my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. All right, Dougie, let's see what we got here, buddy. Cruise Radio is produced weekly in Jacksonville, Florida. For partnership opportunities, email Doug at cruiseradio.net. Hear Cruise Radio on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Google Play, or at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.